Cap and welcome to another episode here for the Funkin' Pod. It's Monday and you know what it means. MMA Monday, while I move closer to the microphone, MMA Monday in the house. And while it has been a UFC-free weekend, kind of sad, it has been a very active weekend in other promotions around the world. So let's quickly look at what happened there and what stories came out of this. As always, not just recapping what happened because that's what you get on other programs. So also looking a little bit at the, the stories behind it and yeah, well, what stories are we getting out of it? And the MMA martial arts weekend started off on Friday as per usual, one championship Friday evening, uh, Southeast Asia time. So wherever you are, I hope you followed along at some point. So. The main fights here on the card, the most important fights, in my opinion, um, were probably, while I'm looking at my notes, uh, well, Jared Brooks uh, mauled Hiroba Minova in the first bout on the main card, uh, strawweight MMA. Jared Brooks, like really intense, nicknamed the Monkey King, I believe, really intense, came in, mauled Hiroba Minova. Um, I think they're, they're ranked like fourth and fifth or something in the division for, I don't know how the rankings of one championship work, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so Jared Brooks was dominating the fight. Uh, Minova tried to throw stuff in the end also. Then there was like a, uh, like Jared Brooks had him against the cage in round three and it was just an in, inadvertently threw a low blow, like a kick to the groin, I believe it was a kick. Um, 20 seconds to go. So he was saying, oh no, he's going to get, he's going to take the, the, the no contest or something, but Minova didn't do it. He, he recovered and then went for the last 20 seconds and threw like two flying knees or something, tried something. But um, yeah, it was a clear win, um, UD for Jared Brooks. Uh, congratulations. I don't like this this arrogance, like I'm going to bash everybody at you because Minova didn't, I mean, Minova didn't do anything to Brooks. Like, like why would you just pick a random fight and go crazy? Um, in, in the lead up to it, um, they almost got, got, it, got into a fight in the hotel uh, as well. So um, I don't know what's wrong here. Um, then doesn't really fit the one championship like martial arts on a respect thing. But the performance in the cage was more or less impressive. Um, take, taking into consideration that Hiro Minova won. So Jared Brooks, of course, calling out everybody like I'm taking the championship belt. So he's going to get a higher ranked opponent next, I believe. Let's see if someone can shut him up uh, for Minova back at the end of the line of course um so yeah nothing much to talk about story-wise here just yet because it was just basically the beginning for jared brooks journey in one championship um but this was kind of impressive so um yeah looking forward to what he does next and like how he faces off against someone a bit higher ranked with a bit better wrestling maybe um because he was just out wrestling uh i mean over all the time um yeah we had an Hiroki Tetsuka, and I'm going like this, like you don't see if you just listen to the audio, I was sh uh, sh shrugging my shoulders against Edson Marquez because Tetsuka um, kind of like out-strategized Marquez, Marquez being bigger, apparently the better boxer, but Tetsuka was landing his jab for a while, like then in the third round Marquez slowly found into it, but then uh, Tetsuka landed a counter-right and just knocked him out, like just, was it a right or left? I forgot, I think it was a maybe even just a counter left left hook uh, it was just a counter um, to Marquez um, moving forward and just knocked him clean out uh, and yeah again like Marquez was supposed to be the better striker um, so this came as a bit of a surprise that, that, that Tetsuka wins while striking uh, but he's a machine like he's the Hulk uh, so if he connects then it's it's 
Good night, Irene, to just... If you watch one championship, you know what I just did. Um, yeah, so... Tetsuka has been around forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the dead propels him like a little bit higher now again. So let's see who we can, who we can fight next from Marquez. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the second loss um, now in a row. Second fight in one championship, second loss, I believe. So time to recuperate and then see what's next, I guess. Like the next fight is going to be a tough one because it's going to be probably make or break uh, at, at this point. Now let's talk about the three four most important fights on the card. It's actually four really cool fights on the card. Um, Radio Pacic uh, from Serbia versus Francesco Chaya. Kaya, I'm sorry, man, from Albania. Um, and Francesco Chaya, like, he's, he's awesome. He's jacked. He's, like, in great shape. But, I mean, Radio Pacic, if, you, if you've ever seen Radio Pacic, I mean, he's two, he's two meters tall and just goes, like, he's just jacked. And, he throws spinning shit and all those stuff. It's it's insane. And Francesco, he was like in it for like a minute or so and tried to hang in there. But then Radio Pacic just did what Radio Pacic does, which is like just mauling people. Like I mean, not MMA, it's, it's kickboxing, right? So, but he's just like spinning stuff and then just jab, kick, jab, kick, jab, kick, jab, like like very basic stuff and then throws a spinning kick in for good measure in between. Um, but like. Oh, like jab, high kick, jab, high kick, and again, kick to the body, jab, high kick, kick to the body. Like just some basic stuff, like, but really, really fast, really well placed, and um, it was a TKO win in round two. Like Francesco just couldn't withstand it anymore, and it was, it, uh, the, the, the first round was almost over, but in the second round, like Francesco was like, he was just done. Like Rado Pacic is a force. It's just insane. I, I don't know who can match this force in heavy kickboxing right now, to be honest. Like, especially for one championship. And maybe in glory there would be, like, some some competition, obviously. But, like, in one championship, I don't know who can withstand Radio Pacic in one championship heavy kickboxing right now. So next year, um, get the next higher-ranked guy and just keep marching. Like, um, yeah, insane performance. Not much of a story. Um, Francesco's first fight for one championship, so he's gonna recover. They're gonna give him someone else because he he did try. Like even when he was almost out, he did try to swing for the fences and so on. And so on. He, he didn't go out without a fight. He just couldn't withstand Radio Pacic. And for Pacic, yeah, again, um, I mean, nothing much of a story. Just give him then feed him more. If you've been a wrestling fan, kind of like right back back then, feed me more. Like just give give someone to Pacic who I don't know is faster, stronger, and you can't find it. It's I don't know. He's just going to keep marching until he has holds a belt, I said. At this point. That's the way it looks. But let's see. Um, then we had a lightweight bite, MMA, uh, between Rusal Emil Begulu and Zhang Lipeng uh, from China. And it was like lots of bad, blood, bad words before. Like, you're boring. No, you're boring. Actually, they're both not boring because they're both swinging for fences and trying to knock each, uh, like other their opponents out. Um, what they did before. But this fight just started and like, Chang like just landed, landed, just just knocked him out like right away. Like just sat him down, knocked him out. That's it, like with the first or second interaction of the fight. So that was a bit anticlimactic, but of course a big win for Shang Li Peng, who's now gonna be propelled into like title fights, title picture rather soon, I believe. Lightweight is also pretty stacked in one championship. I think it's one of the more more stacked divisions, but um he's gonna now be in there somewhere, like in the top four, top five. Um yeah, so I'm sure, like, usually the turnaround in one championship is way faster than in, like, Bellator or UFC, so I think we're going to see him 
rather soon again to probably cement his place in the in the top five or like to be in line for a, for a championship uh, fight. For Ruslan, um, I don't know. He, I mean, he didn't look great here, but then again, it's like a one-punch knockout kind of thing. So it's like, okay, got, got caught, got over Celis. Celis, I'm sorry, I'm German, you know. Um, so yeah, let's let's see where this, where this, where this takes him. Um, then the most disappointing fight on the card, uh, the co-main featherweight kickboxing world Grand Prix semi-final, just like the main event. It was smoking Joe Nadawat, who's um, residing in the US, but is of course Thai. Whereas Chingis Alasov and <laughs> Chingis Alasov just lit Nadawat up. So he, Chingis Alasov took the smoking away from smoking Joe Nadawat. He just let him be like Joe Nadawat now, because this was, um, I mean, a great performance by Alasov, but Nadawat looked like he did not want to be in there. Like three knockdowns, oh no, I think there's two knockdowns, second knockdown, Nadawat just sat on his butt and didn't even try to get up. He wasn't knocked out, he was just sat down and he sat on his butt, he's like, no mas, that's enough. So, very disappointing by, by Nadawat, um, great performance by Alasov though. So he's in the final now, he's gonna face the, the, that's the story that comes out. The story also here, that Nadawat looked like he really didn't, didn't care, didn't want to be in there, didn't try, so I know what's next for him. Um, If I would be the promoter here, I'd be pretty disappointed by the lackluster performance of Jonathan. But then again, Alasov just overwhelmed him, of course. Um, the main event was uh, David Kiria versus City Shy, and here City Shy didn't knock Kiria out, but put on a three-round clinic on 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 Kiria, like UD at the end. Um, there was no doubt on who won that fight because City Shy just. It just outclassed David Kiri. David Kiri didn't show anything. And even like um, David Kiri had Radio Pachis in the corner, like Kiri from Georgia, apart from Serbia. It's not even from the same country, so I don't know how, how that alliance came to be. But uh, Opatis tried to tell him what to do. But Kiri, Kiri looked like, and of course he would kick my butt, right? But he looks like me in sparring when I fight someone who's just much better than me. <laughs> and you're just like, Nah, don't hit me too hard. And that's kind of like how how David Kiri like looked like. So for the people, for the audio listeners, I just put up my hands in front of my face and just trying to like protect me with my guard so that I I don't get knocked out. And that's kind of like how David Kiri looked in that fight. City Chai was just teeing off on him and also like super just the basics like jab kick, jab kick, jab kick, jab like. And he he said it before the fight like he said it. It's gonna come from the left. I'm gonna just kick him with my left with my left leg like all left kicks. I'm just gonna maul him with left kicks. And that's exactly what City Chai did, and um, David Kiro did not have any answer. He tried to swing a few times, um, but mostly like 80, 95, or 90% it was just all City Chai in this fight. So congratulations. The final of the uh, featherweight kickboxing World Grand Prix now will be between City Chai and Genghis Alasov, who both dominated their respective semifinals. Alasov via KO City Chai, via like clinic UD, uh, clear UD decision. So, This should be fun. That's also the main story that comes out of here because there is no really no real background story to the whole thing. There's no bad blood right now, even for the next main the next pay-per-view or the next big event, because it's not pay-per-view so on championship. It's called bad blood. Um born this next week. But for now, so that's the main story. Featherweight kickboxing world Grand Prix semi-final sit uh, final city tie versus Chingis Alasov. So that's gonna be this should be a great fight. It's gonna be like Can Alasov overwhelm City Chai too, or will City Chai just too smart and can outlast, out strategize Alasov? So it's going to be very interesting. 
All right, so that was the Friday um, in Asia, Friday evening, and then Friday night, Friday evening in the US, I believe. The first US event by Eagle FC, Khabib in the house. Khabib, a really busy man right now, last week won championship, now Eagle FC, and then Bellator as well. Khabib everywhere, and without being offensive to or offending anyone, but let's just only talk about the two, the, the, the co-main and the main event, of course. Um, the co-main, way more funnier with the return of Rashad Evans, who did look in shape. Um, I disagree with Michael Bisping a little bit, who was like, Rashad Evans looked like great and fit and uh, fast. And yeah, he looked in shape. <laughs> he didn't look that fast, in my opinion. His opponent also wasn't that fast. Like, But the performance was great. It was enough. Uh, his opponent caught him like once uh, on, on the ground. He reversed it. Bit of ground and pound there. So Rashad Evans definitely won this fight. Um, so congratulations to Rashad Evans. But if they would face him off to, against like one of those hungry Russian dudes um, that you see on Eagle FC usually, whoo, I'm not sure I, if I want to see that. He, like, they, they should keep like matching him up with like others, his age, his, his skills. Because <laughs> um, if there's like another like Dakistani wrestling specialist, then he might just like take him down and just maul him on the ground. So, um, but it's great to see Rashad Evans back. He looked, he looked, he did look great. He didn't look like an old guy just doing this for the money. He did look really good. So congratulations, Rashad Evans. And it's nice. Um, he said he wasn't sure whether or not he still had it. And he had some thoughts during the fight, whether or not he still had it. But um, yeah, so he still, he still got it. So congratulations here, Rashad Evans. Just hope that his um, future opponents will be picked smartly there. Um, yeah, also no big story yet because he's not the trash talker kind of guy, of course. Um, main event, Tyron Spong, or Tyron Sprung, <laughs> as Henry Cejudo called him, uh, versus Sergei Karitonov. Um, yeah, I mean, no surprise. It was just surprising, like, that Spong, Sprung, that Spong didn't have anything to offer, like, nothing in terms of takedown defense. Like, Karitonov just went for it, took him down, mauled him on the floor, kept him on the ground. And then that, that's it. So it was pretty disappointing. Um, not surpri surprising how easy it was, I think. We, we expected a little bit more of like resistance from Tyron Spong, I believe. Um, but yeah, so Karitonov just did what we know Karitonov could do, um, even though he's quite old by now, quite big. <laughs> but I mean, it was still enough for him. So congratulations there. I don't think there's much more to say to this. Um, no championship aspirations or anything inside side for any of those. Uh, it was just a nice start for Eagle FC uh, as a free stream also um, in the US. So it was a nice event. The the commentating team for um, and the moderators and the interviewers like Henry Cejudo did a good job, surprisingly. So not bad. I think if he does it more often, he will, he will really come into his own. Like needs a bit of more tra training or like experience in terms of like breathing patterns and so on, I believe. But he's going he's gonna to be, be uh, okay. If you got get shoes that are high enough. Um, Charles Sonner, of course, fantastic on the mic anyways. Kamaru Usman had some good insights, but he's not the greatest talker, but like, it, he's okay. Like he, he knows stuff, of course, so that, that's quite nice. And then Kapib, uh, of course, is, is still always great to have. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a nice combination there. Um, so well done with the panel before and then the interviews and the commentaries. So that, that was quite nice. Of course, Charles Sonner, just the master of everything, like, bringing everything together, so just fantastic. Uh, good job there, way, way better than <clears throat> what happened Saturday in the US. 
for Bellator. Yeah, because <laughs> the commentary really like Big John McCarthy is just like he just just soaks out all the energy. So ah uh, yeah. So um, but let's focus on on what's happened in the cage. We had um. The main event was Bayer versus Modaski, and we had as the co-main event, of course, also Benson Henderson back in action again, which was nice. Um, there was a good fight. Uh, so the co-main Benson Henderson, as well as the main event, were two good fights. Benson Henderson versus um, Islam was pretty fun because they both went for it. Um, in the end, it was a split decision for Benson Henderson. And again, I'm not just recapping stuff here. Um, Mamedov took him down, like a, also went, went for it on the floor, of course, but also they, they did, did strike at some point. Um, was a split decision, so yeah, I can't complain about this. Um, good job, Benson Henderson. Now the story coming out of this, like they're ranked 6th and 7th. I don't think that Mamedov loses lots of uh, rankings here um, via the split decision here. Um, Henderson said um, there was his last fight on the Bellator contract and he knows that he underperformed. In his contract a little bit, he used to get lots of money from Bellator, but he's not sure if they still want to pay him lots of money. And then in the cage, he was like, just uh, like high-fiving, kind of like Khabib. And he's like, hey man, my contract ends today, so maybe I should come and talk to you guys. And Khabib was like, yeah, sure. Um, so let's see about this. Um, but yeah, so I do think Bellator is going to try to re-sign him. I'm not sure if they're going to offer him like all the money that he wants. But um, he's still one of the bigger names for Bellator, so why wouldn't they want to re-sign him? The main event, then Ryan Bader versus Valentin Moldavsky. Bader rocked him like right from the start. And you thought, oh, okay, what's happening now? Um, but then Moldavsky recovered very well, turned it into like a bit of a wrestling. And that's what we had for the next few rounds. And last round, Bader land, landed some heavy hands again, like one or two. Um, but also lots of wrestling in between again. But overall, Bader did do enough to get the nod here, I believe. Uh, so congratulations, Ryan Bader. Um, undisputed champion. And now they line him up against Tech Congo in Paris in May. And that's the story that we take out of here. There was a Tech Congo there, the sort of face off in the ring, which is a f in the octagon, which is a fun idea. But if you have John McCarthy there, it's like, ah, there's just no intensity. Get someone else. Seriously. Maybe even replace McCarthy with Josh, Josh, Josh Thompson. I don't care by now. But this is just like, ah, not that, not that exciting what, what he's doing there. Um, the big John McCarthy. So he knows a lot, yes, but yeah, it's just it's just soaking out. Or like, is it a word? Is it, is it how to say it? Soaking out. It's just not. There's just no in, intensity, no excitement there, which is a bit sad, I believe. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, it's going to be uh, Beta versus Congo two now. So let's see how this goes. Of course. Um, Beta did look better than I expected, to be honest. Like from the last time we saw him in the, in the I almost said ring, in the octagon, um, to now, it does look better. So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Jake Congo, he, I don't know. He, I'm like torn on Jake Congo, to be honest. <laughs> like he's got all the, all the tools, of course, to be fantastic. But I mean, A, he's also a little, little bit older right now, but I root for the older guys, of course. But then, it's also just nothing much has ever really happened for him, like when it when it counted. You know what I mean? So, ah, I'm not sure what we should be should be thinking um, about here or of here. So, mm, 
Yeah, I'm torn, to be honest. But, well, this, at least it's, it's going to be a rematch and it's going to be in France. So maybe that, that adds some extra, some extra, I don't know, passas. Is this a thing, passas? Like some extra tension to it. Like, hey, it's Czech Congo's home uh, country. Let's see what's going to happen here. Maybe he can take out Bader and become the undisputed champion. So let's see about it. Um, it's not lots of animosity there, but I believe, like, not like crazy, like, I hate you, um, animosity. So shall be fun to see. The next event uh, for Bellator is not next week. I think it's the week after, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to talk about this in the next MMA Monday to see what's going to happen there as we're coming closer to a few interesting uh, fights again uh, on, the Bellator, on the Bellator roster, I believe. All right. So that's it for like what just happened. I know there's not too many crazy stories. For some reason, it seems like the most drama is in the UFC, right? It's like there's not that much drama um, in Bellator. One championship, there's, maybe that's good that Jerry Brooks is there now. So maybe he just adds a little bit or more drama to it. Um, but yeah, there's not much drama in all the other promotions. Also Bellator, I'm just looking at like, is there any drama in Bellator? But as long as Dylan Dennis isn't tweeting, there's not, not much happening. So, <laughs> and yeah, I saw like a nice tweet that like, don't fry in jail, Sonnen beat six more people than uh, in the year than Dylan Dennis in his whole career or something like this, <laughs> which I found very funny. Okay, let's then quickly talk about what's going to happen this coming uh, week, of course. Um, on Sunday, the UFC fight night, and let's just talk about the main event, of course. Jack Hermanson versus um, Sean Strickland, the crazy person. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, Strickland is on a, on a run right now, right? So, I mean, Jack Hermanson is always so nice in interviews, so it's hard to, it's just hard to judge, like, how he's going to perform. But maybe like getting bullied by Kamasad either motivated him or maybe it broke him a little bit. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm leaning towards Sean Strickland, who is also a big favorite, I believe, with a minus 210. So I, I do think Strickland is just on a run right now and probably just puts it on Jack Hermanson. It's like, you know, he's the guy's personality right now, his persona, and now he has to... He has the hype behind him, like the, that crazy person that runs through people, and now he has to like live up to it and I think you know he has the pressure and I think by now it's not too much just yet so he's like training harder and harder because he wants to prove that this persona works um but a little bit like Cody Collington when he came out with like this weird persona he's like okay now I make that part of my French ass so now I have to really um go for it so yeah looking forward to this I'm picking Sean Strickland and then he's if he wins there then he's I mean taking Checker Manchester's number like number six maybe even like higher depending on how the others fight um, so then be ready for the Sean Strickland uh, trash talk, shit talk with like the top five in, in the division. That should be fun. All right, looking forward to this. Um, wrapping things up right now. So that's it for this week. As always, um, like, share, subscribe. Rate that thing because then others find us and then we can have bigger discussions, of course. Um, yeah, don't forget to, um, well, stay safe, take care, keep your guard up, and I'll see and talk to you next week. Sorry, Cap. Oh, no.